perhaps it's because of his musical background that this time spent with Roger Nirenberg somehow seemed melodic. Uh, the flow, the energy, the crescendos, the decrescendos. It was fantastic to hear what he had to say. Uh, as I look back on, on my notes and just thinking about what he's sharing, he made a major change, as he recounted to it, from being a successful orchestral conductor to suddenly running these seminars for leaders of all kinds all over the world. And really where it happened was not from intention, but the fact that he had an awareness. He realized that this had some business value. He mentioned the insurance executive that brought him over to Hartford and said, bring a string quartet, because this could really help us with our transition. What he didn't say is that the reason that that happened is because he had developed an extreme level of competence. He was great at what he did, and that's what got him noticed. So when we're seeking opportunities, at the same time, we need to be developing what we're doing now, become great at what we're doing now. And that's going to lead to opportunities either within that field or in some other branch that you never even considered before. I thought it was interesting when he shared his take on how do you work with strong personalities. His first comment was just so honest. Well, large egos, people with large egos are, are a pain. But we want people who believe in themselves. And that's absolutely right. In the One Minute Manager, Ken Blanchard said, people who feel good about themselves get good results. We want people to feel good about themselves, but we want it to be in the interests of the whole. And so Roger's point is if a leader tries to tell a strong personality what to do, the strong personality will simply react, come right back up again, we'll have a conflict, and then it's going to become a who wins, who's right. It's really not important who's right. What's important is before what's right. And so he found that if he could redirect that strong personality to think about what is the great benefit of collaboration, what is the great thing that we're trying to create here, then it could make a big difference in everybody's lives, which is so good. Instead of it, I must break you, in the words from Rocky IV by Ivan Drago, it's let's work together, let's collaborate, let's create something greater, which helps so much. Roger's instinct and learnings about, about the brick walls, the failures in life, his comment was, it's an inevitable part of life. It's not the end of the world, it's part of a process. And that he feels as though the most important thing is to give it a little bit of time to, to absorb what happened, feel it, and then turn as quickly as possible toward a sense of curiosity. What happened? Why did that happen? What role did I play? Did I have any blind spots that may have contributed? To me, it's, it's so great because it's taking personal responsibility and accountability. At the end of the day, when we blame others, we take a victim attitude then we can't ever really move forward. What Roger's saying is when bad things happen and they're inevitably going to happen, whether it's getting fired or facing some other major setback, turn it to curiosity rather than resentment, which is so great. He mentioned that he's not the slightest bit cynical. I think that's true. And because he's interested in growth and helping other people grow and in himself, he keeps an aware eye. He keeps an amused eye and he looks for opportunities to grow even in the mundane, everyday things. When I asked him about studying an instrument as an, as an adult for, for the friend of mine who's about to take up the piano at the age of 68, his comment relates directly to everything that we try that's new. He said, first of all, have patience, and then second, have kindness to yourself as you fail. That kindness to ourselves as we fail is what will keep us bouncing back and keep us striving again instead of getting stuck in the sense of, I just can't do this. So patience and kindness to oneself. And possibly the most moving thing of all in what we shared as a group here was when we spoke about how would he encourage somebody whose, whose life is really not where it should be, they have nowhere to turn. He said, think about a moment when you felt whole, when you felt whole, when you felt enthusiastic, when you felt inspired. 
And if you can't think of one, go farther back and keep going back in your memory until you can find one when you felt good and then stay there a little while. It's a foundational principle. Stay in the time mentally when we felt good about ourselves and we'll gain confidence so we can get there again. So what made that happen? Is there any shred of it still around in the present world? I mean, these are just brilliant step-by-steps. So yes, I have felt good in the past. Why did I feel good? What led to that? Is there a shred of that in my present world? Well, if we're curious and open, there's always going to be a shred there. We can find that and then we can fill our life with moving forward. He spoke also about fill your life with the right people and avoid people who bring you down and how powerful that is. We can get inspiration from many sources. I know I'm planning to get his book, Maestro, because I think it's a fantastic parable and it's going to teach us a lot. He's a believer in podcasts. He's a believer in videos. He's a believer in learning and in reading. And that's how he continues to grow. Now, we do want to share that after we finished the recording of the interview, uh, Roger chatted with us just a bit longer. And we learned that he actually 10 or 11 years ago had a near-death experience from an incredibly serious disease. Not only that, but he had a protracted stay in the hospital because of complications. And then he went through a long period of unrelenting pain. And in hearing him share that and the outcome, which was first of all going a couple of minutes without pain, and then one day he went five minutes without pain, and one day it was an hour without pain, and we was eventually able to move around again, how rich the world seemed, how aware of the beauty of the world, and if people getting along, it was all about. Roger Nirenberg is a profoundly grateful individual, and I think we could feel that in his tone of voice, and I feel doubly blessed to have heard that from him after we finished. So I encourage all of us to get that book, Maestro, to pay attention to Roger to look for times when we can learn more from him because we've already learned so much. Until next time, thank you for joining us here on the Action Catalyst. This is Dan Moore. 